On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine ladies dancing, eight, something, something, seven, something, something, six, five, four, three, two, and a Now, I know my true love, and I've known my true love for quite a while, and I don't care if it's the ninth day of, the tenth day of, or the day after Christmas, she's not giving me nine ladies dancing. (laughs) I don't know. Funny song. Kind of appropriate, though. Today we are talking about gifts. And it's appropriate to talk about gifts. And there's three gifts I want you to think about. And it's going to be kind of confusing, so you might want to write some of it down. I don't know. But we're going to talk about gifts that I'm sure you're probably aware of and others that maybe we've forgotten about. But we're going to talk about three gifts today. And it's appropriate to talk about gifts today because this is Epiphany Sunday, right? The Sunday before the day of Epiphany, which is January 6th, right? And on this Sunday, we remember the visit of the wise men. Right. We remember them bringing their gifts to pay homage to Jesus. Right. Sound familiar. Well, you remember that they brought their gifts. Now, those gifts that you're probably thinking of, not the ones we're going to focus on too much, but the, the gifts that they brought to Jesus at least were to give honor to. Most people, though, consider those gifts of royalty. So as to say, as the wise men came and brought these gifts, what they were saying is, hey, we think this little guy is the new king. And not the little guy we met on the way in here who messed up all our travel plans. Now we've got to go home a different way because he wants to kill us, right? He's not king. This little guy is. And as we remember the wise men, obviously we think about gold and frankincense and myrrh, but those aren't the gifts I want us to focus on today. The gifts I'm thinking about are an important part of our Christmas story, but something maybe we haven't thought of. I don't know that even Matthew, as he's writing out this gospel story, maybe paid attention to these gifts or gave them much thought. But without these gifts, every manger scene in the world is incomplete even though the wise men probably weren't at the first manger scene, right? We get that. Now, we don't know much about these wise men, or magi as we call them. We're pretty sure they weren't the three kings that we sing about. They weren't royalty. Probably, more than anything, they were what we would call astrologers, right? Stargazers. Hmm? People who knew how to look at the stars and figure out how the earth was moving and can make calculations and do all things like that. And it's that set of skills that I'm going to suggest to you today are the first gifts of the Magi. Now, I know stargazing and all that stuff, John, I understand that completely. But if they don't know how to do all that, if they don't see that star in the sky and think, whoa, something great just happened in the world, We're missing a big part of our Christmas story, aren't we? If they don't know how to follow the star to Bethlehem, 
I went out of 114 yesterday, and all of a sudden I got lost on 121. I can't imagine trying to follow a star somewhere. I couldn't, but they could. And I think that maybe in the story that we read about, that was their first gift. It was something about them, it was something they did, it was something maybe they enjoyed doing. We say it was their gift. It was something that they spent a lot of time on. I could, I could hear their true loves calling out to them, are you out there again? Would you come in here and take out the trash? Because they're out there hours and hours. Because this is what they do. This is their gift. And without their gift, there's something missing in our Christmas story. It's the first gift. Likewise, in our reading from Ephesians, if you heard as Patty read it, talk, Paul talks about another gift, right? He considers himself to be the least of the saints, at, at least in this reading. In other readings, not so much. He, he goes on a little bit here and there. But at least in this reading, he's the least of the saints. And the gift of God's grace has been given to him so that he could preach the mystery of the gospel. And, of course, that mystery that he's talking about is that God's gospel is for everybody, not a certain group of people, not a certain type of people, but for everyone. And, of course, we we remember God's grace, the gift of God's grace, but that's that's not the gift I want us to think about because I don't know if you know this, but not everybody can preach. What? Oh, okay. Not everybody can debate. Not everybody can start movements and make things happen. But Paul could. And he did. Paul received God's gift of grace and used his own gifts to do great things. Where would our faith be without Paul? So that's the second gift I want you to think about. Paul's gift of preaching and leading and teaching and convincing and downright honoriness sometimes. Those are Paul's gifts. Now this is the time of the year when people start talking about resolutions. They start thinking about how they're going to be a better person this year and what they're going to do better with themselves and all this kind of stuff. Let me help you out. You can try all that, but the reality is, but the reality is, I'm just being real, okay? So since the reality is we probably won't get to our resolutions, think about it this way. Instead of us trying so hard to be better people, What if we changed our focus to try to make things better for other people and see what God does with that? Now, today, as we come together, we remember a lot of God's gifts. We remember the gift of communion, the gift of the cross. We remember the gift of forgiveness and salvation and all those things. But there's a third gift that I don't want us to forget about as well. Where would we be without God's gifts? knows. But just the same, though, where would we be without you and your gifts? See, 
The Magi had their gifts. Without their gifts, we'd be missing something in the Christmas story. Paul had his gifts. And boy, we'd be missing a lot in our faith story. And friends, I want to remind you that you have gifts as well. Paul said that God's grace was given to him to reveal the mystery so that through the church, the wisdom of God would be made known. You see, we come here to gather as God's people to worship and to give glory to God and all those kinds of things. But when we leave here, we are called to serve. We come as God's people and we leave as the church, to serve. If the Magi don't know anything about stars, and if Paul doesn't know anything about preaching, things turn out different. And if you and I, you and I, don't understand our gifts, then how in the world does our world know about the mystery of God? Are you with me? Gift-giving. That's what this is. And everybody loves gift giving, don't they? There are many ways to bring out these gifts. That's what I want you to realize. There are obvious ways, and there's probably a lot more other ways that you haven't thought of. And as I look around this congregation, I see communicators and planners, organizers and thinkers and readers and singers and electricians and mechanics and doers and fixer-upperers, and all kinds of people gifted. Being able to do things other people can't do. Well, John, all I can do is cook. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Big gift, because actually, there's a lot of people in our community that go hungry. A lot of people in our community that that live in live in an environment that isn't safe and could use somebody to help fix a door or a window or a ceiling or something else. Are y'all with me? See, these are all gifts that you all have. These are gifts from God. Now there are two things I want you to do about those gifts. One, I want you to praise God, and I mean that. I want you to praise God because then if God has given you these kinds of gifts, that means you weren't created by accident. It means you were created with a purpose. God knew your interests. He knew what you, God knew what you'd be interested in, what you'd be able to do that I couldn't do or that somebody else could do. And you are a part of God's plan, you and your gifts. So praise God for who God has created you to be. Y'all with me? The second thing I want you to do with your gifts is to praise God. The wise men brought their gifts to Jesus. We know what Paul did with his gifts. The only question that remains is for us, what will we do with our gifts? See, my prayer for this new year, for me, for my family, for our church, and I hope Maybe you'll make it a part of yours as well. Maybe you write this down, is that this year would be all we expect it to be and even more what God wants it to be. And I think that happens when you and I, me and my gifts, 
you and yours, come together as the church and make known the mystery of God. And friends, let me tell you, it's a lot of fun. You are called by God to do God's work, and you can do what God has called you to do. God would not set you up to fail. God would not tell you to do this and make you think you can do this, and you get there and find out you can't do this. If God has prepared you, you will be ready. Amen. Yeah, amen.